Welcome to the Iconic Womanhood Podcast, where we celebrate and learn from the wisdom of authentic, brilliant, conscious, and creative women from all around the world. This podcast will leave you inspired, empowered, and equipped to become truly iconic. And now, here is your host, Akena. She is a transformational coach and speaker. Hey, Queen, it's Ekena here, and this is another episode of the Iconic Womanhood Podcast. Today, I am actually talking about what it means to be, quote-unquote, a queen. I love that greeting, one of the ladies in our mastermind, that is her signature greeting, and we've kind of all adopted it. Hey, Queen! (laughs) And isn't it wonderful to be called a queen, to think of yourself as a queen, And it feels wonderful because really you should be. You should recognize that you are a queen. You're a queen because you are a child of God. You are a woman walking in purpose. And if you're listening to this this podcast, I know that you are a queen because you have the mindset, you have the purposeful behavior, you have the heart-centeredness that actually is what I consider the mix of what it means to be a queen. But the thing is, Many of us, despite our natural tendency to be a queen, we also have been programmed and we've learned sort of some negative patterns and some disempowering behavior over the years. And there are things that we do that we don't realize that pull us out of our queen space and put us in either a victim space, a matter space, or some other uh, disempowering archetype. Uh, One of the things that I really do focus on is supporting the women in my community in recognizing who they truly are and some of the other ways that they can show up. I actually have a course on your power pack, your feminine power pack. And one of the things we talk about are your superpowers and your feminine leadership archetype. So I want to give you some tools today, right? Today, I want to talk to you about what it means to be a queen and, and some things to think about. And you might see yourself I'm already doing some of these great things. If you see yourself there, that's awesome. Yay for you. Keep doing it. Keep promoting that work outside and keep being the queen and inspiring others by being in the queen. If you don't see yourself in that space, if you see yourself in doing some of the disempowering things, that's okay. Today is your morning. It's time to wake up. It's time to step into a new way of being. So let's start with what a true queen does and knows and how she shows up. And I'm going to take you through a few of these things. And and I'm going to contrast sometimes with a true queen and a false queen. Okay, because everybody can say, hey, queen, everyone can declare they're a queen, but we only know you by your fruit. By your fruit, we shall know you. We shall know you by your behavior. So the first thing let's that we're going to talk about today is a true queen has a deep knowledge, a true knowledge of her royalty. She doesn't question it. She's not looking outside for validation. She's not looking for someone to tell her, oh, this is you know the kind of crown that you should have. She has a knowing deep within. You know why I wanted to put this on here is because a lot of you have this knowing deep within. You have a knowing that you 
are called to more. You have a knowing that you are significant. You have a knowing, and it may be a knowing that doesn't make sense. You might be in a community where no one else feels the way you feel, and and you aspire to things that no one else aspires to. You may have come out of poverty. You may have come out of, you know, who knows, anything. You've come out of trauma, whatever it is. Your past does not dictate your future. Your past does not dictate your calling or your destiny. It only informs certain pieces. It doesn't determine it or define it. You have a knowing inside of you that there's something waiting for you, that you are here for greatness. Even if no one else has that knowing around you, you have that knowing. Is that you? Am I speaking to you right now? Am I, am I in your living room having a cup of tea with you? <laughs> You're like, girl, how do you know? I've always known. I've always known. I'll share something with you. I remember years ago when I was living in Nigeria as a young girl, I was living in the northern part of Nigeria. I'll never forget this because I was somewhere. I was in my living room. I couldn't have been more than 12. and Or maybe I was a little older maybe 12 or 13. I was a young teenager, still in high school. And I remember, or middle school actually, for the Americans, I remember having this thought, watching something and someone was speaking. And right then and there, I had this awareness that I would do that. I would speak one day. Now, I never really thought about it again. I just had the knowing that, oh, I would be impacting people and speaking and, and, and doing things. And But I didn't know how or when or any of that. I just had a knowing that just popped up into my conscious awareness. That's something that happens for a lot of you, I'm willing to bet, that you have a knowing. I want you to start honoring that knowing. Stop stuffing it down. Stop pretending it doesn't exist. Stop quieting that voice. Recognize that that is the voice of God within you, and you are beginning to have the call to significance. A true queen understands that. A true queen is not afraid of that. A false queen doesn't have clarity on her knowing and is looking for other people to tell her. She's constantly looking for validation, constantly looking for someone else to say, you're doing great. It's different from sharing your wins because you share your wins as part of a promotional strategy to get more people to be aware of the work that you do so that you can have higher impact. That's different from seeking out affirmation and validation all the time when you step more fully into your queendom, you have less of a need for that. When it comes, thank you, I appreciate it, but it doesn't make or break you. You're moving forward with your day regardless. A false queen struggles with this. And so if you have a knowing and the false queen, when she says it and people tell her, how could you, who do you think you are, whatever, she'll squish it down, she'll hide it just because she's so invested in being like everybody else, being accepted. And so often what I see with false queens, and I want you to understand this term of using false queen is not a judgment. It is actually telling you that you are a queen, but you haven't owned it yet. You haven't stepped fully into it. So when you see yourself by some of the things I say, if you do, just recognize that it's a calling and invitation to step into your true queenhood. So a false queen, because they have this knowing, because they have this yearning to be 
great, that person may then major in the minors, may then become focused on the superficial. That's the person who wants all the designer goods and all the always super, you know, fashionable, perhaps, you know, if fashion isn't the purpose, but it's just a tool to make sure that everyone thinks how amazing they are. When you're doing that, it is, you're trying to feed the call to significance with something that isn't really nurturing or nutritious you know it's like you're trying you're hungry for something and you're eating cotton candy it won't take you very far so i want to invite you to step fully into the knowledge of your royalty and that knowledge should humble you that knowledge should drive you to purpose that knowledge should make you say well I need to act different. I need to move different because I am a queen. I have a calling. I have a responsibility. This throne comes with responsibility. So I need to take it seriously. A true queen, when you're in a true queen's presence, you feel empowered. You feel lifted. You feel loved. You feel added to. A false queen often will deplete you, will make you feel bad will disempower you, will talk down to you. False queens are often condescending, even if they do it with a smile. I've been around a lot of false queens. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. I've been around a lot of true queens as well. But I've noticed something about false queens. And this is important because some of you don't recognize that you are surrounding yourself with false queens because sometimes they can be high achievers. Sometimes they can be high performers. But if you're in their presence and you feel stripped, you feel depleted, you feel less than when you leave their presence, when you're there, it's just not worth it to recognize there's something going on there. There's a reason why when you leave that person's presence, you're less than when you came. There's a reason why you feel badly about yourself. There's a reason why you're plagued with self-doubt. There's some of you that honestly, you may be in relationship with good people, but because they have toxic false queen practices, which is one of the reasons why I'm doing this, they don't really realize that the way that they are is disempowering to you. And so you being in their presence, you feel less than, and you're struggling. You don't realize that that's part of where your self-doubt is coming from because you are in community with people who promote it in you. And if you would just step away from the, that community for a little bit, you'll begin to return to yourself, and you will begin to see yourself in a new light. And wow what you will accomplish, all the places you will go. And it's important for us to talk about this because we don't often talk about this. There are many women that because they have achieved a lot, people then say, oh yeah, that's, you know, they rah-rah, great job, all of that, but they never really are called to the carpet to really examine their toxic practices. I have had the opportunity to do some inner work and I will be first to tell you that in my past, before I had this refreshing and awakening and started the work that I've been doing, because before I started to do it for others, I had to do it for myself, I had to look at some of my own toxic practices. And in fact, periodically, I review it. See, a queen should be asking herself a question. How are people experiencing me? This is different from people-pleasing. People-pleasing is contorting yourself into a pretzel and, and, and trying to be what everybody wants you to be. That's people-pleasing. But being conscious of people's experience of you is what a queen should do because you have empathy. 
and you have compassion, you want to make sure that you are adding value, positive value to people, and you're not stripping them and making them feel less than. You want to be sure that you're leading with love. And so you're asking yourself, how are people experiencing me? What is their experience of me? When they leave my presence, do they feel better? This is a powerful question that every queen can ask themselves. The next thing is that a queen invests in purposeful mastery. Just because you're a queen doesn't mean you don't have to do any work. In fact, a true queen recognizes that she has to do work. She has to invest in mastery. She has to grow. A true queen is hungry for growth. She doesn't say, because I'm a queen, I don't need to do that. Oh, been there, done that. Oh, excuse me, I'm a queen. She doesn't do that. A queen is very clear that what she needs to do is continue to elevate in knowledge and wisdom and insight, to continue to elevate in strategy and planning. A queen builds up her army. A queen builds up her resources because she knows that each coming season may require new things. So you as a queen should be investing in mastery. I had a conversation yesterday and I talked about, I talked about, talked about, about, and one of the ladies that was in the room said, you do? You still have to do that? And I said, absolutely. Because I keep moving forward, I keep elevating, and so I keep investing in more knowledge. A queen has a growth mindset, always believes that there's room for growth. That's the marker of a queen. When you meet a false queen, that's the person that's going to say, oh my goodness, are you kidding? You did that? Really? Why would you need a coach? Why would you go for that program? I don't need that. I'm so, I've already done that. I'm so aware. I'm so great. I'm so, oh goodness gracious. Well, that's just for you, you know, the little people. That's for you broken people. That's for you, whatever it is, right? Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Deep inside, there's wounding. Deep inside, there's a knowledge gap. Deep inside, there's a wisdom gap. There's so much more you could do if you would just allow yourself to recognize that the fact that you are constantly seeking mastery and wanting to grow is not an indicator that you are less than. It is actually an indicator that you recognize that you are more. Queens build community. Let me talk about community for a minute. I mentioned a little bit about it in the first piece when I was saying that you have to be careful about how people experience you and how you are letting yourself experience others. Community is so critical because we don't operate in isolation. If you are a queen, you need a kingdom. Uh, you need a queendom. I said a kingdom, queendom. You know, listen, a queen can laugh at herself. Hello. If you're a queen, you need to be in community. But here's the thing about community. You need to recognize what community really is and who the different types of people are. See, a queen really values true friends and advisors, mentors and sponsors, collaborators, people who allies that she can come alongside. A true queen is looking for partners as well different types of partners, but recognizes what these things actually look like. She knows the difference between friends, allies, all the things I've just said that are positive, and fans. She knows the difference between friends, fans, fiends, and foes. Let's talk about that. 
a friend is someone who comes alongside you, who knows who they are and respects who you are as well. A friend is someone who loves themselves and can love you. They have the capacity for it. So you can walk together. Can two walk together except they are agreed? This is somebody you're walking together with. So many of us tolerate friendships that are really not in alignment with who we are simply because we've known these people for a long time or something along those lines, or we've been guilted into it or shamed into it. Be very careful, right? recognize that you can have associates, you can have people in your community that are part of your old life and you can value them for that. But a friend is someone that walks with you, who shares similar values, who understands your vision, respects it, has her own vision, has his own vision and can walk with you. A fan is someone who wants to see you only in a couple of dimensions. They're not interested in seeing your humanity. They only want to see your fabulousness. And so they just want to like your pages or they want to see your, you know, see you in all your finery, but they don't want to see you when you are not perfect. And so a fan is someone who wants you to only look a certain way. They're not interested in your the fullness of your humanity. It's important to recognize that so you don't get locked into something. So if you meet a person who is a fan, they may sound like their friend, right? Because they admire you and they, oh my gosh, and da-da-da, right? Especially for women, you may meet a man who's a fan. But a man who's a fan and you think, oh my gosh, we're so aligned, he only is going to tolerate you at your best, so to speak. And even a queen has her worst days. Even a queen has her down days. This is important to recognize because if you put yourself into a situation that you're trapped by your persona, it will eventually crack you. You have to be able to be your full self. And that means, you know, if you're going glam on certain days, that's awesome. But then there are days when you're not. And you have to recognize that a fan cannot handle the days that you're not. A fan cannot handle the days that you cry. A fan cannot handle the the failures or the mistakes that you make. And you're going to make these things because you're human. And that's part of the beauty of what we are. A fan can't do that. But the people in your friends circle, your friends, your partners, your advisors, your mentors, the people that are in that friends group, they can. So don't make a fan into somebody that should be in that group. So if somebody shows they can't handle you when you're struggling, and this is why it's important to be authentic. If you feel like this person could potentially be my friend, could potentially be my partner, could potentially be someone I can you know, do life with on whatever level, then show that person all of who you are. I'm not saying like manufacture it, but be real, be, you know, have moments when you're like, let's go ahead and hang out. And, and you're truly without all the finery and the pop and the circumstance and see how they react. If they can handle it, then you can move to the next level. If they can't, then you recognize, okay, they, they're a fan. That's okay. That's okay. You want to have more friends. You, you know, you want to have friends and not just fans, though. So if you have a life filled with fans, you have a very lonely life. You want to make sure that you have a good core circle of people that are in that friends kind of box. I said that queens recognize fans, friends, fiends, and foes. So a fiend 
and that's F-I-E-N-D, a fiend, I use that term, is someone who is desperately wanting what you have. They can be social climbers. They can be, you know, people who just want to, you know, they want proximity to power, people who want to come and steal from you. Uh, I've had people come close to me, and I've literally had this happen more than once. It was interesting. I've become more boundaried as a result, uh, just because you don't want energy vampires around you, and you don't want people who, you know, are just fiends are dangerous, because anyone who's fiend, you know, when they're in that fiend state, they can do anything, because they don't really care. They're just really focused on themselves. They can be quite mercenary. So I've had people come close to me, and I had this one person, it was just so interesting to see. And literally, she was just what it, it became ridiculous, you know, like whatever idea, what I would do, she would immediately try to do and implement half without understanding all the things that go uh, behind it, because she was just trying to copy and trying to steal and try to take and, and she's not a bad person, but she's a person who doesn't understand her true queendom, which is why she feels the need to take from others and not really trust her own voice. And also why she would engage in toxic practices because she doesn't really get it, right? So I didn't feel angry about it, but I did recognize, okay, so this is a person who's a fiend. She's so desperate for her own elevation that she's willing to do anything and any, anything, everything, right? By any means necessary, be careful when you see fiends. Fiends can harm you. And it's not because they're bad, but because they're limited in their thinking and you know, they're dangerous. That's the reality. You have to be mindful of that. You can love them. You can set boundaries. Be careful. If someone shows you that that's who they are, don't keep putting yourself in that situation in the hopes that things will be different. They have shown you that they're willing to cut corners. They're willing to sacrifice you on the bed of their own ego. A queen removes herself from those situations and says, okay, I see you. You have a right to be who you want to be. I have a right not to engage. And I think it's important not to engage in those kinds of scenarios. So be mindful of the fiends, fiends who want things by any means necessary, fiends who just, they can't, you know, they just, oh, be careful about the fiends. Be careful. And then, of course, when you talk about fiends, you have to talk about foes. Fiends are different from foes. Fiends, it's really not personal. It's it's not even it's not about they're not naturally malevolent per se. They just are so tunnel. They have tunnel vision. They're so singularly focused on I must get this at whatever cost that they don't pay attention to the experience that others are having of them. They don't pay attention to values and whatnot. They can ignore those things in the sole focus of driving for this particular thing because they're in that fiend state. And a fiend can grow from this particular state. A foe is someone, though, or something that it's not, it is personal, it is malevolent, it is just, they just want to bring negativity. They want to bring th bad things into the space, into the world. And I know that I and many of us that are in this space, we talk very much about positivity, and it's true. I believe love is the most transformative force on this earth, and so I focus more of my talk and my, my energy on helping you build more of that into your life. We have to recognize that for there to be light, there is also darkness. And so 
it's important to pay attention and be aware that's malevolent, that that's dark, that no, that's not good. It's important to be able to make an assessment of that. People will challenge you and say, who are you to judge? This is not about judgment. This is an assessment. If I see consistent behavior, if I see certain things, markers, if I even feel certain energy, I, if I'm prudent, if I'm acting like a queen, need to protect myself and my queendom and the people that I am responsible for from something that looks dangerous, something that looks malevolent. This is critical, especially for those of you that have high empathy. You just, you know, you you understand why they're the way they are. Hurt people hurt people. I 100% agree. But if you allow yourself to continue to be hurt by that hurt person who's hurting people, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to start hurting people too. So it is necessary to be boundaried and to recognize, okay, is this person a friend? Is this person a fan? Are they in a fiend state or are they a foe? This is really important as we continue to do our work because a queen has to be loyal, right? Queens are loyal but not foolish. Queens definitely have boundaries, as I've said. The final thing I'm going to say before I close, because I don't want this podcast to be too long. I'll talk more about this again, but this is kind of like a off the cuff, let's have tea, Queen's tea. <laughs> We're having a conversation with you and I hope that it has added value to you. The final thing I want to talk about is that Queen's don't downplay their brilliance, but they don't use it and bash people over the head with it as either. So it's important that you're not pretending that you're less than. When you come to a table, you're at that table for a reason. If you've been invited to a room, invited to a table, you are there to contribute. You're there to add value, and it's important that you do that. That being said, if you are going around, walking around, offering unsolicited advice and feedback all over the place and bashing people over the head with how knowledgeable you are, and let me tell you this and let me tell you that, not only is that unattractive, it's ineffective. And it's not queen-like behavior. A queen recognizes that her counsel is valuable and so typically will, will only offer it when it is sought after. And in rare and different in rare occasions, like I wouldn't say so rare, but depending on the relationship, she may, if she's in an advisory role, she may offer it. But one of the things that I train myself, I've trained myself to do over the last few years, and I definitely offer this to my clients, is when you want to offer feedback or advice you have some some knowledge that you feel like you want to impart that would be helpful especially if you're not in a parenting role then it is prudent to be able to say to that person may i offer you some feedback may i offer you a thought in this area i'd love to share something with you is that okay because that at least is letting the person know what your intent is, and you are then allowing them to say whether or not they're prepared to receive it. A queen gives, and she gives to people who receive, because that's the, the she activates that law of giving and receiving. A person who is not in a true queen state, a false queen, just throws it out there, throws it out there, throws it out there, and, and hopes someone catches it, or doesn't really care because it's not about them catching it. It's about her and her ego. So 
With that being said, I'm going to pause right here. Let's put a pin in this discussion so that we can go on with our day. I hope that this has been valuable and I hope that it has made you think about certain things. I actually want to hear your thoughts on it. This was very casual, very casual. Often when I do these, I'm a lot more particular. But today I wanted to just have a conversation and say, hey, hey, queen. (laughs) So, hey, queen, I I hope that you are thinking about your queen behavior and your queening today. I'd love to invite you to come and talk with me more about today's episode and join my new Facebook group. It's open, it's free. Uh, but it is, I said it's open, but that's actually not the right word. It's private, but it's free. Anyone can join, right? I just ask you to answer a few questions and to agree to our, you know, rules of engagement because queens have rules of engagement, right? Every kingdom has its culture. And so I want to make sure that it's a good fit for you and it's a good fit for all of us. It's an opportunity for us to talk more and break down some of the concepts that we've talked about in here, but also an opportunity for you to meet other people in my community that are beginning to join this group as well. So please go over to facebook.com slash groups slash Iconic Womanhood. You can also just search Iconic Womanhood on the Facebook tab and come on in and join us and let's queen together. Hey, queen. Talk to you later. God bless.